hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the story stream podcast where we see new movies and then we let those opinions just state in the ovens of our minds and turn into fresh, fresh cookies for you, the listeners. Mmm, don't those taste good? This isn't the only podcast on story stream. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you like that, we have other podcasts that are they go the exact same way. Uh, on our website, storiescreenbeacon.com, we have a movie theater, it's a story screen theater in Beacon, New York. Check those things out. Um, if you pause the podcast to go look into those things, but like they don't really have a website, and then you're like, fuck, they do. Welcome back to the episode. Uh, my name is Robbie Anderson. I'm the uh, host of Hot Takes today. I'm joined by a really great crew of some of my closest buds, uh, Bernadette Gorman-White. Hello. Hello. Happy to How be here. You? Happy to have you here. Thanks. Uh, and joined by the the hard to catch, but always handsome, Michael Burge. How you doing, Mike? Mm, okay. Don't these taste good? I like mine more. I'm yeah? Gonna be, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Uh, honestly, I, I, was, I was just trying to mock me. Mock you, but also not do an exact impression, but just kind of pepper in a little bit of how it made me feel in there. So it kind of like heightened it a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It's kind of, you kind of did like a reboot sequel to Mm -hmm. my, yeah, to my, (laughs) uh, guys, we're here to talk about, uh, the description I aim to be for this movie is the saga of Michael Myers and Laura Strode continues in the next thrilling chapter of the Halloween series. We're talking about Halloween Kills, uh, written directed by David Gordon Green, uh, based off the OG, the sequel to the 2018 Halloween, which is the reboot sequel to the, or just sequel to the OG John Le- Carpenter legacy sequel. Halloween. Legacy sequel. Uh, so yeah, we're, uh, we're here to talk about Halloween Kills. Let's get right into it. Uh, Bernadette. Yes. You have recently gone through quite the journey with Halloween. You've watched all the Halloweens, even the non-canonical, canonical ones. Correct. Mechanical ones. Correct. You've seen all the (laughs) non-mechanical Halloween movies. I've seen all of the wooden Um, Halloween films. All, all of the (laughs) nice farm to table wood oven (laughs) baked Halloween movies. Uh, I'm dying to hear your hot take on Halloween Kills, Burn. Take it away. Oh, man. Yeah, so listeners, I haven't seen, like, any of these, like, classic horror franchises, like Friday the 13th, haven't seen any of those, haven't seen any of the Nightmare on Elm Streets, hadn't seen any of the Halloweens. So, uh, I think I'm gonna do this, like, once a year, or maybe I'll just, like, wanna do some Halloween movies, you know? Maybe next month. Who knows? Um, but I'd like to start taking care of all of these like huge blind spots. So I decided this year, since Halloween Kills was coming out, I thought like, yeah, I'm gonna just watch them all. So I pretty much watched one a night because this is the twelfth, I believe, in the entire oeuvre of Halloween films. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think they're great. I'm in them deep now. I I don't know if it's Stockholm syndrome or if they're just like great, but I really love them. Um, there have only been a couple that I'm like, that wasn't as good as the others, but still really enjoyed them. I thought Halloween Kills was great. And obviously, Robbie, I'm sure Burge and I will be talking about some of like the references that they make to other films in the series. Yeah, sure. Um, but it felt very rewarding watching this movie. I felt like this movie was like, good job. You, you did that. And now you get like this payment <laughs> in return. Um, 
But yeah, I really, really dug Halloween Kills. I only had like a few, few issues. But these movies really for me now, it's like I can't really critique them so, so much. Yeah. Just because I enjoy them so much. So even like the little minor things that don't vibe with me as much. Um, yeah, I think it's great. These movies are just like a treat to watch. Yeah, I'm into them. I like that, Burn. I think that's a very healthy way to enjoy these movies. <laughs> and, uh, you know, seeing where the discourse is happening with Halloween Kills, I it's refreshing to hear you be level-headed and enjoy something. <laughs> Thank you. It's nice. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. Uh Michael Myers Lemonburge, mm. uh, you joined me for the John Carpenter retrospective series that we did together, and and you've introduced me to Halloween, and you were even on the Halloween episode, the Halloween 2018 episode that came out a few years ago in 2018. Funny enough, uh, Mike, what's your hot take on Halloween Kills? It's good. Thank you for listening to this episode of Hot Takes. We'll be. <laughs> it's a good one. Not the best, yeah. not the worst. It's a good one. I will say it's. Uh, I had a great time watching it, and I like the, like I said about the 2018 one, I kind of like the the brutal angle that they're kind of going with this one, kind of a little bit more like the Rob Zombie remakes, where the brutality of Michael Myers and like how like unstoppable of a force he is kind of mixed with like the menace that you get out of like the first couple movies. I mean, he gets pretty brutal pretty quick. Like I feel like in Halloween two, he's, he's doing like slasher movie style kills and stuff like that. Um, and I like these movies. I like the, the legacy sequels right now because they're very, uh, they're very Halloweeny. And this is like another movie where I'm like, yeah, I could watch that every Halloween. This is fun. Um, I will say though, that, a couple of the things that I just kind of didn't like about the 2018 one that are kind of in here too are, you know, the the kind of remixing and rehashing of things that were in other movies that are not canon now. Like they're like, no, all those movies, don't worry about those. Now it's just the first one, but we're going to remake Halloween H2O first. And it's like, okay. And then they're like, and remember that scene in Halloween 4 when, like, the mob went after Michael Myers? We're going to make that the whole movie. And I'm like, okay, all right. And, and like, I'm into all of it and stuff. It's just kind of like, I I'm hoping that maybe Halloween ends just goes somewhere on its own and, like, something we've never seen before, which I know can probably be hard with these characters because they are very intentionally kind of one-note characters. Everybody's got their thing, and that's how you can have a cast, like, this big. Uh, but overall, had a fun time. It's a good spooky movie. Saw it with a good crowd, and um, you know, it's yeah. the first. It's the first Universal movie to go onto Peacock, so like that will be its legacy. You know. About time too. About time. About time we get a good old movie on Peacock. Mm -hmm. um, I want to pivot the conversation to talking about this movie in context of like isolating. Halloween 2018, and then Halloween Kills as like this uh, trilogy. We know it was a planned trilogy uh with halloween halloween kills halloween ends how do you guys feel about this movie we kind of talked about how we feel about this movie as like just like a movie like just like a halloween movie and it's like legacy of halloween movies how do you guys feel about it as the middle chapter of a halloween trilogy hmm. i think it's it's setting up some interesting things uh, I think we'll get into it in spoiler territory with the flashback sequence that is at the very beginning of the film. I think yeah. it's interesting 
that they are trying to kind of pivot the story, which they have to do, because they've now taken out some of the key elements of what fueled the Michael Myers saga for for multiple films, uh, the whole family connection, now that that's no longer there with uh, Michael and Laurie. They're, like, really trying to, like, fill into the gaps of, like, well, how else can we contextualize this in this town? So I think the introduction of the Will Patton character, Frank the officer, in Halloween, they really decided to dig into his character and kind of give him a little bit more to work with. Especially with, obviously, in this one, some people die. So they're really trying to make sure that they're, like, filling in all of those gaps so they can go into Halloween ends. Um, so I think they're doing some interesting things. I kind of personally liked the Halloween movies where they didn't really seem to care if there was continuity. <laughs> Those were fun yeah. to watch because they're like, what are they doing here? What are they doing here? Um, so it is interesting. Uh, I, I think it works fine as a middle for this trilogy. And I think it works fine individually as well. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think I I miss the like goofier aspects of the earlier Halloween films like the Thorn trilogy I really love the Thorn trilogy which is four five and six um but they're so off the wall that it's like that works as a trilogy because they're just like goofy and they're kind of giving into the camp this one's taking itself much more seriously but I'm still very interested in the story it's going to be telling all the way through with one two and three yeah, this movie is like, it's not really, it has comedic elements, but it's not goofy, right? Like, right. That's like a different, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, Mike, same same question for you. What do you think about this as like a middle chapter in a trilogy? Uh, I agree with everything Bernadette just said. That's pretty much my exact feelings on it. It's a stepping stone. They're filling in the gaps of some stuff and they're just going to get to three. It's kind of a pit stop, have a little bit more kills and a little bit more fun. Um, I like that David Gordon Green, you know, placed... Uh, you know, foundations for a lot of the stuff that's happening in this one in the first one, um, such as just like throwaway lines, even characters kind of interacting with the story very slightly in the background who are like um, front and center in this movie. Um, you know, like it, we'll get into it more too, but like the Will Patton's character is in the first one and they mention something about his connection with Michael Myers. And in this movie, like they kind of dig into that a little bit more. And I just, I think that that's really cool because I think it's going to end with like a very cool little trilogy uh, that is, that has continuity kind of all throughout and all completely planned. I like the idea that it's all taking place on one Halloween night. I think that that's really cool. It'll make for a pretty neat marathon eventually. Um, And yeah, like uh, I miss the goofy stuff too. um, And I feel like that's just kind of like, uh, you know, audiences want different things now and movies are just made differently. Um, I will say one of my big issues with the first Halloween, 2018 Halloween, uh, and this one, not so much this one, is is the kind of mixture between um, David Gordon Green and Danny McBride's uh, comedy and like their kind of like comical bits and stuff like that uh, mixed with the brutality and like how hardcore they're trying to go with like how brutal he is. And sometimes it works and sometimes just for me, it kind of feels like it's kind of undercutting it. Both are undercutting each other a little bit where it's just like, 
the shock value is kind of diminished because you know that there's just another joke coming around, but also like the joke kind of doesn't land sometimes because you're seeing something brutal and you're kind of like, wait, I don't feel like laughing right now. Hold on a second. And that's all about like what you want to get into and what you want out of these movies. Like I like Michael Myers and I like that he's like a brutal force of evil nature. Who's also like a super little scampy boy. Who's like, I'm going to mess around. Uh, that's the stuff that I like. So there are there is comedy to find in that kind of stuff. Uh, it's just sometimes you start getting the kind of Generation Z uh, kind of like comedy that you would get in like a Judd Apatow movie and stuff. Um, but it's <clears throat> it's not it, it's not a make or break deal for me because it's also that's what a lot of horror movies are like. Yeah, that's what a lot of slasher movies are like these days, especially from the aughts and everything. That's just kind of the major thing I was hoping that they kind of improved upon in this one. And they did. It's still there a little bit, but sometimes the comedy just kind of took me out of like how the brutality of it all and stuff like that. But I, I would welcome more goofball stuff too. like, go, just go for it. If they really want to go for it, they can go for it. Yeah. I think, I think some of the things like, We'll talk about it more in spoilers and maybe try and get to the root of like why this movie is like so it's very it's divisive right now. Like a lot of the conversation around this movie is like pretty divisive and the loudest portion of it as in any divisive conversation is kind of the people who really don't don't fucking dig it. And I think it's hard because like, you know, I don't think anyone on this panel right now is just like this movie fucking rocks. I'm going to defend it to the it's not like Last Jedi where I'm like, it's not on the polar opposite ends of the spectrum. Where it's like it's either the fucking best or it sucks ass. It's like it either sucks ass or it's pretty good. Um, but I think with this movie, I think with these these past two movies with this with legacy sequels, uh, when you open the door to it being like, oh, this is coming back as like a film, and it like looks modern and it's treated with a little bit more of like uh, seriousness, it kind of can open the door to some of these like super harsh criticisms right like i think that's why i think because this movie is succeeding on like some technical levels like really well it's now opened the door for more people to be like well it's doing these narrative things super weird and bad and it's just like well why are we judging it on that way because it's a halloween movie it's like well it's like a different kind of halloween movie now Mm -hmm. i think that's like an interesting place that these movies that like you know had come from campy goofy places where you wouldn't like attribute those criticisms to it now it's kind of like it's like it's like trapped in like kind of like two fronts now, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Definitely. And with the campiness of the older films as well, when when Michael would kill and when he was like when you knew a next movie was coming, because with Halloween, it's always kind of like these aren't going to end. They're not going to be able to kill Michael Myers um, yeah. with the older movies. It was just kind of like, well, I don't really care how they bring him back. Like, they're going to bring them back in ridiculous ways. Um, But obviously with these films, and because they're treating it more seriously, and you're seeing more mass murders in large groups and large quantities, it's not so much Michael Myers just killing, like, two people in a house or, like, a group of, you know, college students in a house. It's like he's killing, like, pretty much everyone he meets, uh, large mobs, large whatevers. So... It is kind of like building up this like, well, how can you even go past what you're doing here? Because they took the camp out of it earlier when it was like, well, how can you go past this? Well, he will because he's Michael Myers and they're going to make some kind of like ridiculous story to like ground yeah. this. Um, but in these ones, it is kind of like, well, how are you going to top this one? 
So yeah, I, I am curious. I'm excited to see what they do in Halloween Ends. But it, I can understand why people are like, well, geez, like, did they really like blow their wad on this one? Who knows? Yeah, well, it's because like I think the three are so connected. It's just like, how do we like? It makes when I think about this movie as a trilogy, it's like, all right, so like, what are the stakes? And then like you know they're trying to introduce more characters, but a lot of them aren't very likable, which is like. And other movies of this ilk, like, if they're just fodder to get killed, it's like, I'm fucking down. But in this movie where it's, like, treated with more gravitas and more connectivity, I'm like, I just, like, don't know. I think I had trouble, like, kind of knowing, like, how I felt during... I, I guess I didn't really mention, like, my hot take on the movie Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I thought it was just kind of, like, rock and roll. Like, a fucking... It was, like, a banger of a time. And, like, I saw it with Mike um on the like opening screening of it and we had a really good crowd and people were yelling and stuff and it was fun <laughs> and it was fun mike it was a good time you had a good time you had a good time with me we had a good time i had a great um, i had a great time with you robert my friend yes you did <laughs> and and like it was and it, you know i remember we left being like it was cool like it was a cool movie but yeah i do think like i think the thing about the og halloween movie it's like when it's held under a microscope, it's just like, this movie's tight as fuck. Like, you know, there's, cause there's, it doesn't do anything too crazy, right? And then Halloween 2018, it's like, it's, I think that's a pretty tight movie as well. Like, I think the things they add in, like the podcasters and stuff like that, cause they add in new characters where it's like, oh, they're, they're, com they're like a little bit more complex than like your usual fare in these movies. And you wanna see them get killed cause they're kind of like exploiting, <laughs> you know, they're like exploiting these like traumas and stuff. In this movie, I feel like a lot of the characters they added, like, they range from being, like, so fun, I didn't really want to see them die, um, to, like, so shitty where I'm like, please just kill them sooner. Please kill them so much sooner than what we're doing now. Um, yeah, I, like, I, I feel like this movie's, like, a little disjointed, but I think overall it's, like, it's just really cool. I was really a fan of all the kills in this movie and all, like, the, uh, I really like this kind of, like, action horror that's like been happening in the past two movies like that really like vibes with me and i think it's shot really well it's like almost like i think the movie's shot really cool i think it looks really cool i think that the stuff they do with the flashbacks which we'll talk more about in spoilers is like cool but adds to the disjointedness of the movie you know like i feel like it feels like separate at times and it's not like resolved really and i don't know if it like is meant to be resolved in the next movie or not i don't really know yeah we'll find out yeah. we will find out you guys have any uh, other thoughts before we get into it's a spoily town? Listening to the obvious like John Carpenter score and original music that John Carpenter did for Halloween that follows Halloween throughout its years is great. But I thought the new soundtrack was also great. I thought the music was yeah. killer in this movie. Yeah, I fucked with the music heavy in this one. Mike, do you uh you recommend this movie to people? I do. Yeah. <laughs> do you think you need to see all the other Halloweens to like this movie, or you can just jump right right the fuck in? You don't. You don't. Season. You don't need to do anything really. <laughs> um, but couldn't hurt. They're all a lot of fun. I mean, Burn just watched them all, and we all know that Burn has a very particular taste in films, and she had a great time watching all of these movies, so if it's good enough for Burn, it's good enough for everybody, I'd say. <laughs> I, I think that's fair. I like to I think... I that. What about you, Bernadette? <laughs> I like to think I do a good job of watching a vast array of different yes. films. <laughs> yes. Um, 
But yeah, I'll, I'll tell the viewers that you will get rewarded for watching all of the Halloween films uh, with watching these new ones. You'll feel like they're just giving you a bunch of like little tasty treats throughout the whole film, which is great. Um, but yeah, obviously I would recommend this. This is a great time. And I tried to get Heath to come out and see, with, see it with me because he had been watching all the Halloweens with me at home. And I did tell him, I'm like, I think I'm desensitized to the level of like scariness in these in this franchise like this film isn't scary to me so i would recommend if you're afraid of seeing scary movies in theaters go watch this one because it's really like pretty calculated the scares like you you know when there's more yeah like you know he's killing someone you're like it's probably gonna look pretty gruesome right it's and that's what you're getting yeah i wouldn't say it's necessarily just like i mean for me you know movies that scare me nowadays is is like is like shit like hereditary where it's just like it's not really gory it's just like the the situation these characters are in are so just fucking dreadful or i'm just like i never ever want to have my sister have an allergy attack in the back of a car and she gets her head chopped off spoilers for hereditary i never want that to happen and that's like to me that's like more scary than like watching someone get a fucking light bulb shoved in their neck right you know, but I don't really want to see either, except I do because I'm a little freak. Um, yeah, I recommend this movie too. I think it's fun. Uh, I think if you just you haven't seen the other, I mean, at least you, uh, OG Halloween, Halloween 2018, but if not, you probably still watch this movie. Here's the pitch Mike Myers, hard to fucking kill. That's <laughs> and that's the movie now. And they introduce a lot of new stuff in this movie where it's just like, you know, you, you know, you should probably know that uh, uh, Lori. You know, she's in the first one. <laughs> she also is hard to kill, apparently. They explain it all. They explain it it's all in the 2018 one. They explain it all very quickly at the beginning of this one, too, in case that's how a lot of these horror movies kind of have to work, is just like, yeah. no, fill everybody in real quick, because it's possible that everybody hasn't seen this, and it could also be the first entry that somebody's watching something. Yeah. So they're true. just like... In, 19, in 1964, Michael killed his sister, and in 1978, he came back and he killed like three or four people. And then I was in. And now you know. Now you know. Okay, here we go. And now you know. That's how it works. All right, guys. Well, I think it's time we talk about specifically who dies in the spoiler section of the podcast. Uh, we'll be right back with more hot takes and spoilies for Halloween Kills. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. And we're back with spoilies for Halloween Kills. Talking about specifics to the movie. So guys, I have here, I have not told you about this, uh, a very negative letterbox review. And I took just a paragraph because it was many paragraphs. And I want to say this to you guys and just hear everything we have to say about it as a jumping off point. All the visceral filmmaking choices aside, this shit made me so fucking angry. It's pro-cop, anti-Antifa, and repetitive as hell. I think there are a total of five lines in the movie, and every character says them all at least a dozen times. Slasher horror, especially, is built to be accessible as fuck, and I still felt so goddamn condescended to. It ain't that deep. So that's a segment of a negative letterbox review on Halloween Kills. Hmm. Well, uh, who who said that? <laughs> do you want do you want their phone number? No. <laughs> what's the what's the name on the account? 
Uh, I think it's like Ken or something. I don't know. I well, think we he followed me or we followed each guess other. Guess he doesn't like Halloween this. kills, so good to know. Uh, I will say Jim Cummings' uh, review of Halloween Kills is uh, very good. a wave hand emoji, which Aww. is very cool. Yes, I agree. Sweet, sweet Jim Cummings. Popping up at the um, beginning of this movie. Um, yeah, look, maybe, look. <laughs> it is justifiable to argue that this movie is a fucking mess. It depends on what you want out of movies like this. Um, you can argue anything's a mess. There's, this movie's got a lot going on. I think it handles it in a balanced enough manner. But like, again, some people want different things out of these different types of movies, especially horror movies, especially a horror series that's been around for like 40 years. It's like, um, I don't think it's, I don't think it's badly made. I think that everything that's done in there is of intention. Um, I don't know how the fuck it's pro cop. That's a dumb thing to say. Um, they're all so incompetent. They're in the all movie. insanely incompetent, and the, the the presence of police is not pro cop. Or you well, know, I can see the argument just from Karen's point of view, who's like, "Mom, let the cops do their job." Like, the cops are here. Sure, listen I to mean, the cops. Yeah. But that's She's also like that's pro-cop. going into the mob mentality kind of thing, where it's like right. they're they're trying to like. And then he's like doing like anti anti Antifa, which is like I'm, I don't know what the fuck that yeah, is. Right anti anti Antifa. Well, that means if he's, you're well, if you're anti anti fascist, he's profa. Yeah, he's, he's profa. profa. <laughs> he's profa. Yeah, profa. Yeah. I mean, the movie the movie is tra- If the first one was talking about trauma and the relationship between victim and victimizer. Which is very much what it's about and like, you know, kind of like that's what like Halloween H2O is kind of about too. And they're kind of two different sides of how someone who lives through a trauma like that can try and deal with it later on in their life. The second one is kind of like, the second one is just kind of about like mob mentality and how we can, people, people can be pushed to do crazy, crazy, disgusting things January 6th, 2021. Um if if they just like if they've been pushed far enough and they're they're meant to believe they're led to believe that they that they're right and you know from michael myers point of view it's all about how michael myers has really affected this town even though he was just there one night in 1978 and just killed like you know five people only 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 like four of which were actually in that town you know, and they make a joke about that in the 2018 one where it's like, it's not really that big of a deal. It killed like three people, like by today's standards, that's yeah. not that crazy. And that's like, you know, a very meta commentary, but they're dealing with that. And, you know, that's, that's what this movie is. It's like, if you're not into it, then that means that you don't like the movie. Just because you don't like a movie doesn't mean that the movie's doing something wrong. You can not like certain things about it. I think calling the movie pro cop and profa is like so fucking <laughs> weird. Like what? It's so what? A, what an odd lens to have on while you're watching the movie. Well, it's also I don't know. like it. I feel like it implies that the movie was like written this year. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's right. just like the movie has been at, at the very least. I don't even know if it's like a pandemic filmed movie. It might be. The movie had been written, I think, for a while. Like, uh, I mean, I think it was pretty much shot and good to go because uh, it was supposed to release last year. Because it got delayed. It was supposed right? to be so last I think it's October. Been, it's been done. Yeah. yeah. It's been done for a bit. So I always, so I thought that criticism was strange, but I thought it would be an interesting jumping off point to maybe see, because like that, 
I, I feel like all the negative reviews I see about this movie are some in a spectrum of like that or less or kind of like people having these issues about the movie. And like, you know, I do, my criticisms are, you know, it feels a little disjointed at times. And I think that what I really like about the uh, Halloween 2018 movie is that I felt like a lot of it's like subtext was under the surface. Like um, a lot of like what Merge was saying about like, you know, the relationship between like victim and victimizer. Um, like that stuff is not super like, you don't have characters like talking about that directly. It's like very much like inferred and you as the audience have to like unearth that. This movie, there's a lot of characters telling you like kind of what the thesis of the movie is a lot of times. And you're like, I guess. (laughs) I also think the movie like wants to handle guilt. And I think it fumbles it like every chance it tries to do that. Like every time it tries to handle guilt between Lori and um, uh, Officer Hawkins. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like. I don't even understand what's in this movie. Like, I don't even understand why this is like a subplot in this movie. <laughs> like, I don't really get it. Um, Burn, what do you what do you think about all that? Yeah, yeah. I think if uh, if this guy who wrote this review, Ken, uh, is concerned about it being pro cop <laughs> and just too many cops in the film, I don't really care that these extra people that they brought into the film are cops and that the backstory is about the cops. Um, because what I really like about the Halloween series is that all of the women, except, like, the teenagers who just want to get, like, drunk and get laid, which I think is great that, like, so much of the Halloween series is, is about women wanting to get laid. I think that's awesome. Because <laughs> typically, you know, it's such, like, a male thing to have in a film. Um, but what I really love about it is that most of the women are level-headed and competent. And you have this one man, Dr. Loomis, who's kind of the one who, like, can't figure shit out and he's kind of the one fumbling and so in halloween 2018 when they bring back laurie and they bring back her her daughter and granddaughter i'm like yeah more women great i love this so the things that don't don't resonate with me as much with the frank hawkins character is just like dude it doesn't have to be about you either (laughs) like the fact that he's like trying to take it from laurie like no laurie it's not you it's me it's like all right, dude. <laughs> like, I kind of like the story better yeah. when it's more about Lori, but I think what Halloween Kills is trying to tell you is that it's not about either of you. Like, either of them. He's a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. And, like, there's part of me that's, like, I like, I feel like the characters don't have that realization in a strong enough way. Because I like the idea of, like, you're stricken with guilt and you think that you, you have, like, um, I'm the protagonist of the fucking universe syndrome, you know? Right. Which is, like, it's funny in a film like this where, like, you know, Laurie is the protagonist of the movie, right? She's, like, a central figure in, like, all the movies, or in most of the movies. Sorry, there's a garbage truck that's transforming into a robot outside my apartment right now. You might be hearing that. It's kind of like the distant Um, Halloween score in the background. (laughs) Um, But I do think, and I like the idea that it's, like, no, like, cut to Michael just, like, he has no. I, I think. I think the, a, a big problem with this movie, for me, is like them trying to add a certain level of pathos to Michael and trying to maybe explain what his desires are and what he wants. But the movie also at the same time is just like. But he's also just a force of will. But he also likes looking out the window sometimes. <laughs> it's just like so. Which. So I don't know. Like you know, and like the thing is like I'm here for either. Like you know, like yeah, like give me both or. 
choose one. What's the, uh, <laughs> you know, I'd be interested to what, what's the pathos and stuff. The Like, what are you referring to in, in the movie? Um, I think like giving him like motive, like him wanting to return home. Mm. Um, I mean, but like that's, that that's also like, but that's just like, so baked into that's the tagline of the first one. The night he comes home. Like that's what, it, that's what it's home. all. The first one's all about is him like going back to his house where it happened and then, like, the staring out the window kind of thing, you know, that's from the first one and looking out the window. Um, and it's just kind of like, I think that that kind of builds into the force of nature kind of thing where it's like, I think they're trying to just remind you that he's a man, that he should be able to die. So that yeah. when you get to that scene later on where it's like Michael Myers versus the mob, you know, and he's like, do I make you horny, baby? And he like just kills all of them. Um, it's, I like that scene. It's I, I like that I love line it. that he says. I love too. that line too when he's he's got the uh, what is it like the penis pump, whatever it is. <laughs> penis yep. enlarger. The penis enlarger. Thank kills. you, Bernadette yeah, Gorman White. Enlar- Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Um, the uh, yeah, I think that all just kind of kind of goes together with the whole like kind of force of nature thing, and I think they're just trying to pepper in a little bit that like this is a dude who can die because he's a man. He's not supernatural. Uh, he's just insane. And we don't know what his intentions are. He's just pure evil. But there is like a body and a brain in there and we don't know what it wants. And that makes it kind of scary. And so I think just giving that little tiny thing where it's like he's looking out the window. Is he looking out the window at the town? Is he looking at his own reflection like that? Those are the questions that the movie starts asking very early on. Like, is he even aware of himself? Kind of thing. And I think that that's an interesting thing to deal with um, to give Michael a little bit more kind of depth and stuff like that. But I, I, I don't think it's too much where you're like, Oh, you're getting rid of the thing that makes Michael Myers so special, which is that he has no motivations and we don't know what's going on. The darkest eyes, the devil's eyes. It has to die. Yeah. (laughs) In that, in that 2018 one, I was so shocked in that one of the opening scenes where they're at the facility and Michael's in that square, that yellow square in the yard. And all of those other inmates are just hanging around and that podcaster brings out the mask and everyone starts freaking out. I was like, oh, are they are they implying that the mask itself is evil Mm. and the mask plus Michael is this force? You know, it's it's interesting. They 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 play with it. Right. I I watched the interview with um, sorry, um, David Gordon Green and the two things he kind of like dismissed. He's like, Michael is not supernatural. He's like, uh, I figured, he's, he's, he's used a word. I forget what it was exactly the exact quote, but it's like, it's, he's not like he's, he's better. He's like greater than, but not impossible to, so to speak, you know, mm-hmm. like where he, he can do things that you must suspend your disbelief for, but he cannot, he can be stopped. Another thing he mentioned, which, you know, maybe we can say for a little bit later, but he mentioned that Halloween ends. I think he says there's a time jump. And it takes place four years later. Really now, which is interesting because I I kind of like the idea of it all being one Halloween yeah, night. Yeah, that is a cool and idea. I'm curious. That yeah, is a cool idea that I don't think is what they are probably doing. not. <laughs> yeah, so we shall see how that. I goes. mean, that but would I, be one long night 
if if it were all the same evening, one really very bad long night. Night. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 but it does also make sense in the context of if these two movies are the ones that take place on the same night. You know, that's the original Halloween and Halloween Two were on the same night, mm-hmm. and you know, there's there's something that's really cool about like the uh, the passage of time in this movie. Because in the first one, you get Halloween, like the day before Halloween, the escape, getting the mask back, getting to Haddonfield, and then the day of and everything leading into the night. Like, that's all fun. But you, I like that this one, it's just dark the whole time. And the way that they kind of break up the action and that for time jumps and editing and stuff is by having these flashback sequences um, that I really like that look really cool. They look like, they look like the 1978 movie. Um, I also love how Michael Myers looks back then. Like he looks like he used to, which is like slicker, almost cleaner. The mask is fresh. Like the overalls are new. Um, I like it. Yeah. And I liked in this one too, that they also were in a hospital, but in a very different context. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Classic little bits, bits that they're just like, Oh yeah, she's at a hospital of course, because that's what happens. And yes. Mm hmm. Yeah, I really like the flashback scenes as well. I mean, you know, having Jim Cummings play a cop in the movie is just like so and it's such like you have to be such a fucking film nerd to really be like that's so fucking good. And it's not in a pretentious way. That's in like no, you have to be like a little fucking virgin about it and be like that's so fucking good. Good for you guys. Uh we uh when Mike and I saw D was with us and she she hollered. <laughs> She did. She, she screamed. <laughs> she screamed. I, I feel like so many people were just like... No one got... I, a lot of people didn't get it. We were sitting next to a, a very nice couple that were both wearing Halloween masks. And as soon as she yelled and we killed and you guys were all like... They like looked over like with a look like, oh God, is this going to be... Are you guys going to be talking throughout the whole movie? And it's like, no, this is just a big deal, dude. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Lighten that. Yeah, and like you, you were doing the sound for the movie, and you, so you got to see that reveal. I feel like the movie treats it like it's just like it's fucking Jim Cummings, yeah, which they is do. so they're, funny. They're just like, like, yeah, he's in like two movies. Yeah, they're like, it's Jim Cummings, isn't that cool? And you're like, it is. <laughs> but if nobody, if, if you're, if you're like four people, <laughs> yeah. I mean, is that maybe too what like dipshit Ken is talking about with like pro cop because like Jim Cummings is such a likable guy. And you're just like, they made the cops so likable. And I'm just like, I mean, that's allowed. There there are likable cops. Yeah. They're not there's not a lot of them. And I haven't really I, mean, I haven't if, really met any of them, but the, I'm sure they're out there. They exist. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Um A Cap. But um <laughs> I mean the cops become part of the become part of the mob, you know, like Yeah. And I think that's like like eventually like the mob just is is all consuming. It's like it's worse than I feel like people would have way you know, more guns more in this town too. You would think so. They got a lot of guns, but yeah, it seems like they would have. more It's guns. one of those things where it's just like we can't give all of them fucking guns because then they would just blow Michael Myers away and the movie's over. And it's like that's not what you're here for. It's like it's that certain suspension of disbelief kind of thing. Right. Yeah, I do think it's getting slightly harder for me to suspend my disbelief. Just because of the, what I was talking about, like in the first half of the podcast, just like the the treating this film more seriously, and then being like he's not magic, and then I'm just like I saw them stab him in the fucking neck. 
I don't know. I know. <laughs> he, you he know, take so it. It's, he's a tough guy. He I mean he I mean the, the movie contextually gives you evidence that he can he can take, take it. it. But I as an audience member I'm just like how how serious am I supposed to be taking this movie? <laughs> you know, like It's weird <laughs> that David Gordon Green came out and said that he's not supernatural, but you have Laurie having that whole speech at the end saying like with every stab he receives, he gets stronger. With everything that he survives, yeah. he gets stronger. It's like that sounds pretty supernatural to me. Well, yeah, well I, I think, think it goes into like she. He, that's also he's supernatural to her. Exactly. That's right. her yeah. continuing it, to try and interpretation. Yeah, of him. like yeah. M- mythologize Michael Myers like this thing. The whole town is trying to do that, and I think right. that's the kind of push and pull of the movie. That's probably the most interesting part. But I think that the way that they do it is a little. Like Robbie said, heavy-handed with staring out the window into himself, <laughs> into the world, like, or yeah, the mob mentality of everything, you know, of all that stuff. It's like they're trying to talk about Michael Myers is just a man at the end of the day, but how could one man do all this? How could one man survive all this? How could one man cause all of this chaos? There, there, there's a very clear metaphor that they're going for here um yeah you know there and the fact that this was written and most likely completely shot and done before the capital riots Mm -hmm. this year is pretty insane because that's kind of what starts happening in this movie um but again that's one of those things where it's like we talked about this on our they live um stock and carpenter episode where it's like people who say like they live is more timely than ever right now. And it's like, no, it was just as timely back then. Nothing ever changes. That's why it still makes sense. And so it's like, you know, they were seeing the writing on the wall coming up and that's what they kind of put into their movie. But that's again, like that's, so that's going back to like Jamie Lee Curtis, like Lori continuously trying to like mythologize Michael because she can't believe that just like, a man could do all of this. Just just one man, a normal yeah. man could do this. It has to be something supernatural. Right. Yeah, watching that first, that Halloween in 2018, I think that was one of the biggest disconnects for me, uh, taking it away from the rest of the series, was just that if the only other film that was canon was the original 78 Halloween, I felt like Laurie's paranoia was pretty fucking high. And when Karen's like, yeah, like she's not allowed to see my granddaughter or her granddaughter. She's kind of crazy. Yeah. Like her paranoia is just like unfounded. I was taken away from child services when I was 12 years old. It was just like, yeah, because to me, I felt like the way Jamie Lee Curtis is acting it is carrying the trauma from the entire series rather than just saying, oh, that Halloween in 78 is the only one that happened. So I think Jamie Lee mm-hmm. Curtis's interaction with that character laurie strode is just so much fun to watch because her paranoia is just like at a 10 all time yeah it's great that's i think i mentioned it to you burn when we talked about it briefly uh after you gotten out of it um that like you know the trauma angle and and halloween h2o i find much more realistic and Mm -hmm. i think it's much more capable especially because you have the added bonus of halloween 2 did happen so she had a really bad night Right. Um, and her kind of the realism of her just trying to kind of bottle it up and just be a little paranoid a and like, you know, I love that uh, her son doesn't even really know about it. 
that's like the coolest thing in the world that she wouldn't tell him to protect him that much. But she's still like on Halloween, like, nope, you come home. You do not. No, 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 no. Um, I like all of that. Uh, and I think it's just like in this one, the trauma, they're just, I think the movie just exists on another level. Like they're trying to mythologize Lori just as much as Lori is trying to mythologize Michael Myers. Like they're trying to be like, they're trying to Sarah Connor and Terminator to her. And I think that they do it successfully. And Jamie Lee Curtis, I agree, is probably bringing in a lot of stuff that happened in Halloween 2, a lot of stuff that happened in H2O and other Halloween movies that she was in just for a little bit wearing a wig. Um, <laughs> and I think it's I think it's interesting her take on the character and why Laurie would act like this. And I think it works for the movie and what the movie is trying to talk about. I think it's very heightened and it came out at a time where it was like, you know, believe women and the me too movement and everything like that about like, you know, trying to rationalize that people deal with trauma and grief in completely different ways. Um, And that's what I kind of like about the, the yin and yang of Laurie Strode 20 years later in H2O and Laurie Strode 40 years later in a different version in a different reality. It's so weird that we have that. Isn't that crazy? That It's like, it's cool. Well, that's an alternate reality kind of thing. It's like Marvel's what if only with Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think everything you're describing with like how that operates in the 2018 Halloween movie is like really cool. And one, and again, one of the reasons why I also really like Halloween 2018 I do feel like Laurie Strode just, like, doesn't really, despite what the trailer may make it seem like, she doesn't really have a lot to do in Halloween Kills. And I thought that was kind of, like, a bummer. Like, and and I'm not saying, you know, I'm a a little bit of two minds about it. Because I do think it's smart to pivot the movie to exploring the town and the community within it and, and exploring what the community is dealing with, with the ripple effect of Michael Myers and all that stuff. But I was... I don't know. I kind of like thought I would be seeing Laurie Strode more at the the center of it. Um, you know, she has like a scene where she like you know pumps her leg full of adrenaline. She's like, "Let's fucking go!" And then she like rips up her her belly again. And it's yeah, like, no, I'm that was back that down. it wasn't adre- like, it wasn't adrenaline. It was painkiller. Sure. Yes, you're right. right. It to, to dull the pain. But you but point applies where she she has like a let's fucking go moment. Yeah. And then she goes right back to the bed. Well, because she because <laughs> she tries to do one thing and she rips her stitches open like she can't go. I mm. as much as I would have liked to have seen more Lori doing more stuff in this, I completely understand and get and, and get behind what they're doing because they're just like she's got a fucking ten inch hole in her stomach, like realist, and she and and you know she's like in her sixties, like. That makes no fucking sense if she's able to like do that. And now if Halloween ends is going to jump ahead, like then that makes more sense. It also would kind of feel weird if they were just like, they have a big fight at the end of Halloween 2018. H, H2018. H, H4O, I've been calling H, it. H4O, nice. I like that. That's good. Um, If they have like their big like head to head match at the end of that movie. And then they have another big head to head match in this movie. And then they have the head to head match in that it can get, maybe get a little repetitive. A so I think they're just yeah. trying to, again, this movie is kind of acting like a pit stop, an epilogue to the first one to kind of set up some stuff so that the first one, so that the last one can just kind of ride. Yeah. I fight with that. Yeah. It's also playing with the expectations with of 
whether Laurie will die or not, which is like yeah. a big kind of thing in the Halloween series. Yeah. And we, and she didn't die, but uh, Judy Greer got to do her, get one last look at these, Michael, and then got, <laughs> got murdered. <laughs> I made that, I made that joke already to other people. Um, <laughs> And I want to make it as a meme, but it spoils the movie, so I can't do it yet. Maybe next year. Yeah, or like in a, a month, month and a half. Yeah, there you go. Because I just think I'd be be so good. Um, yeah, how do you guys feel about Judy Greer getting killed at the end of the movie in Michael's boudoir? Definitely saw it coming since they were really alluding to some of the other Halloween films. Um Probably. Okay, so you saw that more coming than, than I did, for sure. Yeah, sadly. I think it was just uh, having the history so close, uh, watching them in October. Just uh, mm-hmm. understanding some of the other characters that have come in to the franchise. Um, I don't know if you were feeling this way, Burge, but I was getting like very similar Jamie vibes. I felt like they were kind of like putting them together kind of a little bit towards the end of this movie. Like... There's a character, Robbie, uh, named Jamie, who, like, tries to kind of, like, identify with Michael. And towards the end of the movie, Karen starts trying to, like, identify and understand who he is. And I feel like when oh, you start okay. to do that, that's never a good sign. It's no good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Karen had my favorite scene of the movie, which was in the hospital with the other escaped inmate. Um, I thought that sequence was great. Yeah, I like, you know, the whole mob stuff, like... It was a little hit or miss for me, but I think at the end of it, like I, I like that sequence mm-hmm. a lot, and I like what they were what they were trying to, to do with that because like as as a little bit on the nose as it was, I thought it also had the most like, you know, baked in subtext mm-hmm. than like kind of the rest of the movie had. You know, it was it, it's almost like the most like thought out part of the movie and has like a arc and completion to it. You know, and I like and I like that too. I thought that I thought it worked really well. Um, yeah. But yeah, I liked I, I, Karen. I liked that uh, she was wearing that Christmas sweater yeah. <laughs> the whole movie. I think that's great. <laughs> pretty good. I like that too. <laughs> but yeah, Burge, what did you think about Karen? No, I loved I, I, I loved Karen. I loved Judy Greer. Um, take, take, take a last look at these, Michael. Um, <laughs> it's very cool. I liked her. She was one of my favorite parts of the first one, especially with her super duper snack of a husband who is unfortunately missed in this. Um, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Toby. Toby um, uh, I liked Karen a lot. I was gonna say about the um the mental patient. I I just wish that they made the second mental patient, you know, not look like Bob Hoskins or Danny DeVito, where there's like no <laughs> fucking way that that's Michael Myers. Like I just wish. <laughs> That he they was didn't. very short compared he's to he's a very short portly little like, he looks like he, yeah he looked the fact he that looks like even a, a second like a, anyone yeah, he looks like a homeless person from england in like the 1300s like <laughs> like he looks like the guy that would like trip oliver twist or something and you're like that's but I guess, not michael but isn't, myers what do you guys like the do? idea is that but the idea maybe this is me being maybe a little too generous but the idea is that it doesn't matter almost like 99 percent of that mob have never seen him. Very true. Right? Very true. Not like like none of them have any context for it. Like the only person who knows is Lori, and she's one of the first to be like, it's not him. And even the per- the one person who would fucking know it's not him 
no, they're not going to listen to her because they're already so wound totally. up. Totally. No, I get so that. I think yeah, that maybe makes sense. That's, maybe that's what they're going. Yeah, but for. it's just like it's just I it's think, just a right? funny. It's just a funny. It's a little ridiculous. It's a little ridiculous yeah. to like you know. <laughs> Oh, it could be Michael Myers. They're running after him. And it looks like if you turned a bug into a human being, it's like, I'm not, that's not the same fucking, all due respect to that actor. Like he does a very good job and you know, I'm sure he doesn't, At running. he doesn't look that fucking bad in real life. I sure hope not. Um, he does look crazy. But uh, I do like that. Um, that I, I, I just, I, I like that scene and just the whole time, I guess I wasn't considering like, oh, they've never seen him. That kind of builds into it. I get it. The whole time I was just like, how in the world would you think that that's Michael Myers? <laughs> but you are correct. That it's like they haven't seen him. They don't know. They're just listening to. I, I only had that revelation just now because as I was watching the movie, I was on the same page. Where I was like, do they do they really, really think, think that it's that like, <laughs> like fucking. He's like Peter. Radigan cosplayer is fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Is it rude to say Hunchback in Notre Dame? Is that when I cross the line if I say Hunchback Jesus, in Notre Dame? Jesus, Robbie. I'll cut this out. Don't <laughs> Let's move on. Oh, my God. <laughs> you sick God. fuck. People have feelings, Robbie. You can't just, you can't just <laughs> say whatever you want all willy-nilly. You know who I'm glad is, is dead? The uh, who? boyfriend character. I'm glad he didn't fucking make it. He dies brutal. Cameron? I thought he was going to get his head ripped the fuck up. Yeah, you know, fuck that kid. He was, I, I liked that they kept him in a skirt for the entirety of this yep. movie. I was like, that's I like cool. that too. But lest we forget, he was flirting with that other girl. I know, he's a... Uh, no, the other girl planted a no, kiss on him. No, You don't fucking get it. They're kids. I don't know. <laughs> you don't, you don't get fucking it. get it. They're kids. Let kids be kids. Stop. Come on. Stop. <laughs> I did think when oh, when Allison was shouting at Michael, like, leave him alone, leave him alone. I was like, no, put him out of his misery. Allison, do you really want your yeah. boyfriend to just be like basically suffocating because his windpipe is cracked up there? Just like let yeah, Michael kill like, him. First of all, babe, he's not going to make it for much longer. No. So you should probably just end it now. Right. <laughs> You should let him just take his little boy head off his fucking body. Yeah, that scene, that scene too, is another one where it's like it didn't feel executed, but um, um, just properly for me, where it was just like mm-hmm. it felt like it just kind of went on for a little too long, and the brutality was kind of just like it would have been more brutal to just do it in one hit, bam, and like crush his head. Bam, and that's it. And then it's just kind of like, no, he just keeps doing it because, like, I, Robbie, I don't know if you noticed because it was pretty loud in there because it's a loud movie. Um, yeah. When he, when Michael Myers first slams uh, his head into the door, into like the uh, the stair post, like I like screamed because I was like, I thought that that's what he was doing. It was just like something like blunt like that is just so much more effective to me than. All right, now I'm just gonna <laughs> hit you around, then like Torch, walk around. I'm gonna basically. twist your yeah, yeah. I'm just like okay, I don't, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I can, I see, I totally see your point of where it can, it can be more terrifying, more yeah. effective. It's not bad to, the way that to, it is. I'm just no, kind of like, no, I wish I had a little bit more it, weight yeah. to it. I wonder if to you have was... a character who you've seen in two movies and just snuff him out immediately yeah. is impactful, right? Yeah. Almost more impactful than to, but they went the more like it's almost it's almost goofy the way they killed this kid. Yeah, and again, like it, it goes to some of the the things where this movie is like, it's just at the very least cool movie. It's just a little disjointed because I think all the things we're describing that we like are pieces that don't really like all fit together at times. You know, and that's just kind of what the issue is. 
But I didn't go into this movie expecting it to be fucking perfect. I was like, I want, I want Michael to kill some people. I want it to look cool. Guess what? It, guess what it did? Those, did things. those things. The gay couple are are the goat though. They're the best I part of the fucking them. movie. So good, little John, can, big uh, John. Just big Robbie, ups. they can just be a couple. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry, can you cut this part? I'll <laughs> cut. I'll cut this part for you. Yeah, it's, take <laughs> you, take it from the so top. Much. Take it from the top. The uh, the couple in the movie, which couple are the best? Part. <laughs> <laughs> no, they are fa- Big John and Little John. They are fantastic. <laughs> big John, Little John. That is an amazing joke. Um, they also made the they made the house look beautiful. Her, it looks amazing. In there. It looks very Great good. It them. looks very good. Um, the uh, Michael McDonald is just you know, God bless him. He's he's a he's a mad, mad TV alum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have no idea what he's been doing lately, but I saw him pop up and I was just like, Michael, Michael. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not too familiar with the other dude. I'm looking him up right now. Scott MacArthur. Looks like he was in Mad Men for a little bit, which that's that's curious. He He's in El Camino. I don't remember his character, though. Mm. Uh, he was in he's, I don't think he's in The Mick with Caitlin Olsen. Uh, he played her boyfriend. I don't know if you watched The Mick, but... Not me. No. <laughs> yeah, he looked familiar, but yeah, I don't actually really recommend... He's also from Mad TV, but I think he's only in one episode. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. He was a treat. Yeah, they were, they were a lot of fun, but, you know, and they're, you know, they for a movie that introduces so many characters, like, so few of them are likable, which is, like, I guess good because they all get murdered, but, like... I just feel like every time they're introducing new characters, I'm just like, I don't like any of these fucking people. Especially, um... Oh, no. The fucking, the bald guy who's, like, the ringleader of, uh... Anthony Michael Hall as Tommy Doyle. Yeah, Anthony I, Michael I, Hall. I was, like, I, I, was like, I was like, fuck this guy. So who would fuck you prefer? Would you guy. prefer Paul Rudd? Oh, why? Was he gonna be in this movie, or...? <laughs> no, Paul Rudd was, what are you doing? Uh, I don't understand. He played Tommy, that... The grown-up kid that Laurie babysat in another film. Oh, so they've tried to bring Tommy well then, back before. Yeah, this is well another one of those like, oh, they're just remixing. They're just remixing all this stuff. Yo, yeah. man, if they fucking bring in the Cult of Thorns and Halloween Ends, honestly, I'm kind of here for it. I would also be into that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that the supernatural? That's the stuff supernatural that would stuff. Happen? Yeah, and it's extremely silly yeah. and stupid. I mean, it makes be, no sense. He could be lying. You know. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I also. Just, Go ahead. Uh, very quickly, it's a stupid joke, and then we'll get to whatever you're going to say, because I'm sure it's serious. Uh, uh, Charles Cyphers being in this movie, uh, returning as Brackett, who was the sheriff uh, from the first one, is very cool, because Charles Cyphers was like an early John Carpenter mainstay. He was in The Fog, Assault on Precinct 13, Halloween, he was yeah. Escape from New York, he was in everything. Um, I don't know about Officer Brackett still working, well, he's been like really demoted. Well, he's like low key. He's like hospital security yeah. guard working. Is that what that is? Yeah, I think okay, so. Okay, yeah. because I was just like, baby, baby he's doing a really good baby, job. Baby, you're like you're like fucking eighty five years old. Baby, baby, you're like <laughs> baby, old. Babe. <laughs> uh, but it was good to see he's him. Some of the pop Michael say things. "Evil dies tonight." Is it? Yeah, best line in the. Movie. I don't think that was a joke. That wasn't a, a little joke. Just a little. That was a real little, thing. That was serious. Little, yeah, I mean, well, I, I, I can I, I could toss a joke in there and just be like, I want to fuck Charles Cyphers. I don't know. Like that's there we go. That's don't not a joke, joke about that. 
No. Um, I mean, unless he unless he consented to it. Yes. Right. Burn, what were you gonna, yeah. No, my stuff was going to be very similar to what you just said. I mm. love that they got some of those characters from the original. I cannot believe that that uh, Kyle Richards, who played Lindsay, the the little girl who was being babysat on Halloween mm-hmm. night in '78, wild? I can't believe that that's the same actress. Yeah. Because I was like, yeah. surely they and got she, someone and else. And she survived. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. yeah and having having the same uh, Nancy Stevens is like yes. wild and doing all that stuff and the it's funny you know the the little girl from Halloween um Kyle uh Lindsay Kyle Richards mm-hmm. um Lindsay Wallace she is on like a like a Real Housewives of something or other kind of thing. And yeah. also from another John Carpenter movie, the little girl who gets killed in Assault on Precinct 13 at the beginning um, is also a real housewives of something or other. Like, oh, really? it's really weird. It's like I learned that like um, I learned that like sometime while we were doing Carpenter cast and I never I don't think I ever brought it up. And I was just like, no. it, was, it was too dark. It was too dark for the uh, too dark for the <laughs> exclusive feed. Yeah, Claire was the one that told me about the Desperate Housewife in this movie. And I was like, she's dead. And we're like, she's definitely going to get killed. And she doesn't. She makes it. I mean, that totally tracks because she does look like she would be. I, 100%. I wouldn't say play because it's her 100%. real life. But yes, that makes sense because it looks like her face uh, looks a certain way. Let's say that. Like uh, Housewife. Like, yes. <laughs> like there might have been some work yeah. done on that face. Yeah, yeah, like there might which is just fine. a tiny bit. That's totally fine. They're, they're allowed. They're allowed. They're allowed. Um, yeah, but yeah, that se- that sequence uh, on the playground with um, yeah, Marion and the season of the witch. Masks. The season of the witch masks. Oh, right. Very fun. Um, season of the witch. That had my favorite kill with uh, the woman who was dressed as a nurse but actually was a doctor who gets her hand just like flipped by the car door and shoots herself oh in the face. Oh my god, that was Best so kill. good. <laughs> that was, that's a good kill. I thought armpit stab on uh, Big John was also, because I like, I like had a reaction. I was like, <laughs> like I felt, I felt that one in my armpit. It was bad. Yeah, that's a good kill too. Yeah, that was a good one. All right, guys. Uh, any other thoughts on Halloween kills before we wrap up? No, I'm pretty good. excited for Halloween ends. Um, pretty excited to watch this one again next year. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. We'll probably do like a like a nice little like marathon of like Halloween one and then H four O and H K, and then we'll do H E H K. He he the Hick. night he comes home. <laughs> mm-hmm. he. Uh, I did want to say too though. Real quick, because we were talking about this briefly, I think, the other day, Burn. Um, I don't know about all these horror remakes that are legacy sequels that are just called the same name as the thing that they are a sequel to, such as like Halloween. That's confusing. Uh, Candyman is another one. And now Scream is just like called Scream, even though it's a sequel to all the Scream movies. It's just called Scream. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And honestly, I think that's why I've been a little depressed lately. I hate, I hate you so fucking much. I've been like, think, I've been thinking about that, and I'm just, uh, I don't. It's really bummy. I don't like it. 
because like especially with scream you got you got the s right there put the five in there scream they did it with the four in in scriform um they did it with the e in in scream three just they do that have named it scream five ever scream five I mean, ever stay in a five mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's a little silly it is silly. I, I can concur. I it's just, agree. it makes it so fucking confusing. It's just like Halloween. It's 2018. And it's just like, just name it another movie. Fuck. Well, it's, the, <laughs> it's the third Halloween. If you look at Rob Zombie's Halloween. Like, exactly. It's like, stop it's it. Like, one. <laughs> Halloween, though, was a remake. So I'm like, cool, call it yeah. Halloween. This one's like, you're a sequel to this movie that has the same name. That's confusing. I don't like yes. it. Well, we're out of those weeds now. Now they're naming them things, so that's good. We're back. There's no more movies they can remake. That's true. We can only do sequels to the remade movies, which will have numbers and subs. (laughs) We'll be good. We're out of the weeds now. Mm All right. Any more gripes on titles before we get we get out of here? That's about it for me. No, that was (laughs) (laughs) Mike. I think there is a specialized therapist that can help you with um, this very specific problem that you're having. Okay. All right. Thank you. Before before we leave, I just want to say I'm happy that Julian lived. <laughs> Yay, Julian! Oh yeah, that's he's, it. Which one? He's on Julian? there. He's the kid from the first one. The uh, oh good, getting Who's babysitter. babysitter gets killed. Yeah, that's good. I just would have been so mad no. with myself if I didn't yeah. say that on this pod. But that's it. <laughs> I'm glad you. I'm glad we all. I'm glad we all got everything out in the open. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, you two, for joining me on this episode of Hot Takes. Uh, this is not the only podcast that we do for StoryScreen. StoryScreenBeacon.com is a host to many podcasts, articles, and reviews. So please head over to our website where you can also sign up for a members-only page, an exclusive feed of content where we do even more podcasts that are extremely niche. So fucking niche. Um, you guys... Bernadette and Mike, you are doing your Tony Collette series, and that's going to be going on for a few more years, right? <laughs> you have a few more movies to do. Almost done. Um, so that's that's cool. Um, Mike and I are going to be doing the Sweet Denis podcast. Is that what we call it? Sweet uh, the Denis Sweet, podcast? Sweet Denis cast. Denis, Denis cast. Uh, where we are covering uh, Denis Villeneuve's filmography, um, and we'll probably be talking about Dune soon as well. That's probably the next hot take we're doing, I imagine, is doing. Or maybe we'll skip it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't think a lot of people are going to be watching that one. Yeah. Yeah. Looks a little artsy-fartsy. Yeah, it looks me. a little too artsy-fartsy um, for a blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I'll watch it at home. Um, no, I want to see it on the big screen. I want to see it on the big screen. But yeah, so we do more podcasts and shit. Uh, we also have a movie theater. We show movies. For the rest of October, we're doing uh, uh, two to three horror movies a week as a part of the Beacon Horror Show. So come check that out. And on our website, you can see our schedule. You can also find showtimes and purchase tickets on Fandango. Always a good idea to buy your tickets in advance. The seats sell out. Especially if you're at home making a sweet potato, which takes a lot of time. And you, you had your ticket already. But turns out sweet potato need another half hour in the oven and they had to eat it so don't make the mistake i did uh with the sweet potatoes that specific anecdote for you all 
Okay. All right, okay. guys. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, and we'll be back with more hot take. We'll, I think we're going to talk about Dune next week. So look forward to that. And if it's not Dune, please listen to whatever the fuck that is. All right. Bye. Bye, everybody. Mmm, don't those taste good?